Hey. Hello. This is Double Bluff. The comedy podcast where we teach a lot and lie a little. I'm Renee. And I'm Carissa. And we are stand-up comics and best friends. Yeah, and we're going to talk about things today. Only some of those things are going to really be things that are true and exist. Yeah. And some of them are going to be a lie. Yeah, exactly. It's like two truths and a lie. Almost everything we say is going to be factual. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with one little lie baked in. It's kind of like Hannah Montana. What's the lie in Hannah Montana? That she's Hannah Montana. Like, everything about her is still truthful. She's still earnest, loyal, and loves her best friend Lily. Not in a gay way. Hey, what the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> ever? I truly don't know. <laughs> Hannah Montana! <laughs> so, how have you been? Good. I feel good, because this is, like, this is episode three. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel like we're doing so far? I don't know. Does the first five minutes of this make sense to anyone? I don't think it ever does. Okay, then I'm good. Yeah. uh, (laughs) That's the point. Yeah, and I think that whole first five minutes thing is what is I found really difficult so far about podcasting Mm -hmm. is uh, maybe even within an episode, you say, oh, it gets really good around... 10 15 minutes but it's like who is anyone listening mm-hmm. at that point if, if we don't grab them in the first 30 seconds who is sticking around and then you know you know our episode three you're like oh god that's so good mm-hmm. but you know you got to get through the first couple episodes first mm-hmm. and exactly. that's been really challenging for me to feel like we're doing this for an audience that doesn't exist yet you know <laughs> yeah creating a podcast is kind of like having a family right so you fuck up on the first one <laughs> you pretend it doesn't exist. <laughs> Did you talk to my mom? I'm kidding. I'm the last kid, so I'm like a good episode for like a warm, nice banter mm. over a cup of coffee instead of the drunk, yeah. um, raving episode one. Yeah, that's never going to see the light of day. Yeah, actually, so little trivia. This is actually technically episode four. Episode one, yeah, will not ever see the light of day. So our first episode was on Catherine the Great. I I don't think we're ever going to do it again because Mm -hmm. now you're going to know what my lie would be because now you know about Catherine the Great. But how accurate is an HBO show going to be? Like, she's not going to have armpit hair. So maybe... It's true. Still. She probably had wicked mustache i have one if i don't shave for you, three days okay i was gonna say you don't have a mustache <laughs> no, I, I do shave. <laughs> i have a quarantine mustache mm-hmm. but you're married so that's okay yes speaking of quarantine how's that been this week quarantine's been good anything fun happen you're still working as am i we work together yeah honestly no nothing fun at work you know what yeah my dog has been really embarrassing during quarantine. Like she, she's fine with dogs. She's fine with cats. But when we're walking outside, she is barking at everything. You know, the other day she barked at an old man on a bicycle, like a junkyard dog, like, <laughs> like the least threatening oh. thing of all time. You're... He was wearing like a newsies cap, <laughs> and he had trousers on, and he was mm-hmm. all frail. And she's <laughs> barking at him like the Sandlot. Quarantine's been fun for me. I have been mostly just reminiscing about how much of a risk taker I used to be. Uh, last summer, and if you know me, you know that I have talked about this obnoxiously for the past eight months. But last year I went to Jordan for a little trip, and I went up to see this mountain uh, where Moses looked upon the promised land. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, no, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
we respect people of all faiths here. <laughs> but uh, we went up to this mountain and then realized that we had no way to get down. Like, the closest Uber was 45 minutes away. And they don't do Ubers on the mountain where Moses <laughs> went up the... It's holy ground. God, that is cool. That's bad service right there. <laughs> exactly. Not that holy, after all. <laughs> What'd you do? Mm, we... Or she decided to just go up to this random old Arab man and go, can you drive us down um, to the city? And he was like, sure. <laughs> I don't even know if he was a taxi driver. I think he was just another tourist. But that's just, I mean, that's just hitchhiking. But you're right. That's very unlike you. You don't even talk to men at all for no. any reason. Mm-mm. Yeah. Now, so. Even at work, it's a struggle. I mostly just glare and hope that <laughs> that's enough. <laughs> like of- a man and his wife come in and you're like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Is this? <laughs> Is he bothering you? <laughs> Would you like a pita? You don't have to... He doesn't have to talk for you. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Whenever a woman comes in with a man, I'm always like, you're you're dating this one? Really? <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, so I did that. I was so, you know, adventurous. Uh, we ended up fine. It wasn't really that big of an adventure. <laughs> Could you imagine the end of that? <laughs> I died. Maris <laughs> has been dead for 15 years. And the most exciting thing that's happened to me this week was that I mopped the floors next to an old person. And I was like, well, nah, I don't know. If you get too close to me, you might die. Our boss is like an adorable, like, Greek. old Greek man <laughs> who's like, kind of a cunt but in like a nice cunty uncle way mm-hmm. like a nice like a friendly cunty mm-hmm. uncle way mm-hmm. um but he's been really like we've been getting on each other's nerves a lot but one thing like i noticed that he'll do mm-hmm. i feel it like we're working together i'm you know making some food it's completely quiet and i can hear his boredom level when it <laughs> maxes out mm-hmm. and and i can just hear him like verbally turn to me and like get ready to say something <laughs> to me what he'll do is if he gets bored he just starts explaining things <laughs> Like what? Racist things, mainly. (laughs) Like, I'll be working, I feel it, I feel his boredom level just top off, just max out, and he turns around and he goes, Do you know why the Turks are ruining Greece? (laughs) They're letting in all the... Like, and I'm just like, imagine being a man, and anytime you get bored, you just start to explain things. Oh, God. When you talk about it this way, it makes me think of those old cartoons where it's like a pressure cooker. That's what he's like. It's like he just spends all day filling up like a Brita filter full of bad thoughts about Turkish people. And he can't hold it in for very long. And he has to turn it all around and just let that steam out. Mm-hmm. And he does. And then, okay, but after I like had that thought, I was like, ew, imagine being a man. I realized we got bored. Board, and then just decided to start explaining stuff and that's why we're here are we men <laughs> did i just discover a new gender identity through my love po- for- a podcaster is its own gender identity <laughs> oh we're such boomers the worst of the both words <laughs> like i identify as a podcaster <laughs> shoot us both um, I don't see gender. <laughs> yeah, I'm colorblind too. <laughs> I can't speak. I'm colorblind. I can't hear. I can't walk. This reminds me of the time that I got very drunk and proceeded to tell Renee very seriously that I am the most depressed person alive. <laughs> oh my god! And I was just like, yeah, I totally believe this. It's completely accurate. There's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think you're like, no, what you're saying is absolutely correct. That was a conversation that we had, but. The moment that sort of captured that conversation for me is you were talking about white gay men. 
And this quote, I is really forever imprinted on my brain. You just kind of tearfully just went, fuck off. You're not more oppressed than me. <laughs> like about gay men. Uh, <laughs> yes. I have many controversial opinions, all of them false, untrue, borderline offensive. In my defense, I was raised in a Muslim country. <laughs> you can't keep using that as your defense. I think you said that last week when uh. you, you, first of all, accused yourself of being anti-Semitic and then immediately excused yourself. You said, wait, no, I was, I was raised in an Arab country. It's no, fine. I, I can't be anti-Semitic. I love Israel. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you don't. No, you don't. Uh, no, I don't. Stop with the lies. Did you have any problematic opinions that were untrue in the past? In my life? Uh, <laughs> of course. Uh, when I was in the 10th grade, my school, I, w I was raised in Brampton. And to, like, raise awareness, I, I guess it's worth mentioning that my school was majority Indian students, and mm -hmm. a small majority white students, mm -hmm. but still, like, a very kind of loud and irritating majority. We were, you know, not, I don't want to necessarily identify with the other white students in mm -hmm. my school, but they were not super happy about being a minority. It was really dumb. You're basically um, British people in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, English people in any place where they still live that they decolonized and they were like, or that is decolonized, mm -hmm. and they were like, yeah, this is bullshit. Um, Fuck off, speak in English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In the 10th grade, they were doing, like, an awareness raising event. So, Jagmeet Singh, you know, the leader of the NDP? Mm -hmm. So, he used to chill around our school all the time. Whoa. So, he came in for... Uh, kind of weird to say. What do you uh, mean? <laughs> the, future, the future leader of a major political party. He just used to chill, you know. Yeah, around the like, high school, around underage kids. But he did. <laughs> he was the cool Jagmeet Singh. He was awesome. Everyone had a crush on him. He was really great. Whatever. Oh. He came in to do a turban day mm -hmm. and me and my obviously white best friend were like, a turban is a religious symbol. When are we going to do? We're going to have a, a bring your rosary to school day? <laughs> And we thought that that was the height of social commentary. We were, like, <laughs> tweeting it. We were like, hey, everybody, bring your rosary to school day. What about Bible day, huh? It was, like, we were just trying to be aggressively atheist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but ended up being savagely racist. Yeah, and savagely Christian. <laughs> right, which we just <laughs> Which was basically also the path that Richard Dawkins took. He, What? Yeah. I didn't know. Did he convert? He's, no, no, no. He's just like very, very atheist. But also he very famously said that, hey, is it just me or is the sound of the azan, which is the Muslim call to prayer, uh, yeah. disgusting compared to church bells, which are beautiful and pure? <gasps> <laughs> You're joking. What a dick. Yeah. Do you go, we should do um, an episode on militant atheism. Just go through my Facebook, 15, age 15. <laughs> well, you were, oh God. Ugh. Mm. It's very gross. It's very overrated and it's very self-absorbed. Mm. And I tried it out for six months. It didn't really work out for me. Um, yeah. And then I just, I just went with it. I just went to Turban Day. I was like, this is great. I didn't get a turban though because... <laughs> It wasn't going to be a good look for me. No, no. And also, I think only men really wear turbans, right? Oh, no. They were putting them on everyone. Oh. Like, women, like, girls were getting turbans. But it, it became problematic because the white girls started calling... <laughs> No. I, I'm going to expose. I They're not going to listen to this. Why? Uh, they were like, hey, Tiffany Deep. Courtney Deep. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <laughs> really bad. That's so funny. <laughs> uh, are you ready to lie to me? I am. Today, 
we're gonna talk about monster fucking. So monster fucking, that's not what we're gonna title this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta trick parents into letting their children listen to it yeah, first. Yeah, exactly. That's what all children need to hear about. Yeah, it's why uh, Shape of Water won so many Oscars. I've still not seen it. Yeah, neither have I. Okay, maybe we should like we, we should have like watched it to prepare for this one. Mm. My main concern is that it's going to make me want to fuck the monster, and that is going to be a problem for my identity. Oh, fair. Mm-hmm. I mean, throughout my life, I have seen women fucking monsters over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> and it's never made me want to fuck one. But yeah, so I'm going to talk about monsters. When I say the word monster, what do you think? I, I think about um, people wanting to, like when cryptids got really popular mm-hmm. very recently online, mm-hmm. like Mothman mm-hmm. and... Uh, I guess Yeti, El Chupacabra. I'm just mm. naming cryptids now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I want to fuck any of them. Mm-hmm. No, of course not. You would never admit it out loud. <laughs> Is that what you mean by monsters? So, before I talk about what monsters are, I think we should talk about why I picked this. Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> genuinely curious why you manically decided to do this at 2 a.m. I wanted it because, you know what I was thinking about? I was thinking about how horny teenage girls and mi- middle-aged moms have one thing in common. Wanting to fuck vampires. <gasps> yes! Right? Wow, yeah. yeah. They have, like, these huge clitorections. <laughs> <laughs> Clitorection is a word I have created to replace the term lady boner, which I hate. I'm very torn right now because <laughs> I agree with you that lady boner is terrible, should never have happened, but clitorection, can, we can do better? Should we do better? No. Okay, we're not going to do better. We don't deserve better as humanity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? You're right, though. I never thought about Twilight. I never mm-hmm. thought about the Vampire Diaries. Teen, what's that teen werewolf one? Teen wolf. <laughs> So I was thinking about this clitorection, I will never let that word die, and how vampires are technically monsters, despite yeah. what Stephanie Myers, Yeah, okay, author Twilight, yeah. yep, attempted to do by glitter washing them and making them just prettier humans, but they're monsters, right? And that got the ball rolling. Yeah. To monster fucking. Very nice. Now, I just want to warn you, this podcast is about me trying to figure out your lie. And you are going to be at a huge disadvantage because <laughs> I was into Twilight. So if you even go in that direction, mm-hmm. I fucking got you, Carissa, okay? Um. I wanted to clitter wash... Ew! <laughs> you said it and I you said- knew I was going to make that connection. <laughs> No, I wasn't Twilight, so if that's part of your lie, Mm -hmm. you better step the fuck down. You better quit right now. That's so surprising that you were into Twilight. I was an anti-Twilight person. Mm -hmm. I would, like, actively make fun of my friends who were into it and bully them almost. Like, I think we all had a Twilight resistance phase. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, ultimately I gave in. Okay, whatever. Go on. Tell me your stuff. Yeah, like, you know how when we think about monsters, we, especially monster fucking, we think we're, like, so slick and modern, but I would argue that it's a tale as old as time. (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that, you fucking sneak bitch. (laughs) Fucking Beauty and the Beast. I knew it. (laughs) 
There are records of a debauched cult, basically mm. a sex cult, dedicated to the Minotaur in ancient Greece. What? Yeah. And people were very happy to fantasize about fucking this half-man, half-bull creature. And that's just something I would like to lay out there. We've always wanted to fuck monsters. That's not something new. But while we're talking about it, let's, let's establish what is a monster. Right? Okay. You you said, okay, something that's kind of like, what would you say is a monster? Well, when I hear, like, monster, mm-hmm. I do not think of a humanoid thing, mm-hmm. right? So anything that is humanoid, like a vampire or like a werewolf, hmm. I'm inclined to not consider those a monster. Hmm. A minotaur... Oh, wait, is it a minotaur? I've been saying minotaur uh, this whole it's time. It's not a big deal. Okay. Um, but a minotaur, <laughs> like, I mean, I guess they're kind of like a mer... Wait, wait, sorry, wait, is a minotaur a bull on the top or the bottom? It's on the top. <laughs> okay, so they have a dick, though. They have a normal yeah, human dick. Yeah. Okay, it's totally fine to fuck that. <laughs> w- that's totally fine. But you have to kiss it. You do not have to kiss during sex. Who told you that? <laughs> that's not very true. I never received any sex ed whatsoever. I grew up in a Muslim country. <laughs> yeah, so honestly, I was going through the literature, and it's very complicated, but I would say the most neutral description is a being that goes against the quote-unquote natural course of of nature. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So it can be humanoid, vampires, werewolves, etc. Gotcha. Often monsters are bad. They present a threat to mm-hmm. society. They're almost always ugly. Mm, okay. Unless you're Stephanie Myers and you're writing yeah. about Edward Cullen. Or at least they're deformed in some way or another. You can have animal monsters, which is what you you would say like... Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I was more thinking. Like of. the Hydra or... Yeah. How do you say this? Cthulhu? <laughs> it is a uh, Cthulhu. Cthulhu. <laughs> oh, for sure people want to fuck Cthulhu. Yeah. People definitely want to fuck, like, Davy Jones from the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Yeah, he had a an octopus head, identical head, right? Yeah, and that is a kink for many people, and yeah. it's normal, and it's okay. Imagine receiving oral sex from Davy Jones. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Clitter washings. (laughs) Clitter washings. Don't clitter wash Davy Jones. We should, every time a monster is retconned into something fuckable, we should just be like, clitter washing. (laughs) You know what? I bet I'm going to completely miss your lie today because every time you mention a new monster, I'm just going to keep thinking about fucking it. (laughs) And I'm going to just talk about fucking it and I'm going to miss all of the, the <laughs> edifying experience that this is about. That's the point. This episode no. is not for the thinkers. It is the doers. <laughs> <laughs> You've got all these animal monsters, but you also have the hybrids, right? Uh, zombies, I would consider them in this category. Yes, yeah. Hmm? Vampires. Uh, Medusa. Good yeah. one. Yeah. Even though Medusa is technically a monster, mm-hmm. to me, she is my god. Mm, yeah. Okay, you want to fuck Medusa. <laughs> you know what? That's fine. There are not a whole lot, and I don't know if you're going to touch on this, just mm. stop me if you are, but like female gendered type monsters are mm. much less common than like the male monster. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, I as you're talking, like, there's just, I'm just like, my head is awash with images of like mm-hmm. male monsters and these, you know, basically everything we've mentioned so far mm-hmm. and then the moment you said medusa i was like oh where mm-hmm. are the female monsters there are quite a few off the top of my head at least in indian hindu mythology mm. there's a lot of rakshasis which are yes. female demon slash monsters yeah yeah so. yeah i know and that is interesting because in western culture which is where i'm really drawing a lot of these monsters and mm-hmm. monster myths from yeah a lot of them are men which uh, means again the europeans were better 
than us at recognizing what was true. (laughs) (laughs) Which is that men are monsters. Let's move on from my (laughs) boat of man-hating for this episode. There's a whole academic field called monstrophy. (gasps) And it really delves into, like, what monsters represent. Are they... Okay. Cultural anxieties. I'm not really interested in all of that. I just want to know our history of wanting to fuck them. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, there's an official name for wanting to fuck monsters. Can you guess? Beauty and the Beast Syndrome? (laughs) (laughs) No. It's uh, teratophilia. Ooh. Why? (laughs) I don't know. I'm mispronouncing that so badly. But this is apparently an attraction to either monsters or, wait for it, deformed people that is not fair you cannot (laughs) when was this definition made like this was like the 1850s (laughs) that's horrible yeah pretty broad stroke approach we can now definitely conclude though that frollo the evil priest was right about quasimodo Hmm. he was a monster what counts as teratophilia and what's just bestiality? I would say, let's take a look at the tentacle porn thing. Mm. Earliest evidence of this tentacle porn phenomenon in Japan is from 1814. <gasps> You're kidding! Mm-hmm. Well, like on a scroll? It was on a wood block, actually. <gasps> Very interesting. You are fucking kidding me. Mm-mm. It was an illustration that shows... You're lying. I My heart is being so fast right now. My 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 instincts, my animal instincts are kicking in. You're fucking lying. I think you just don't want to believe people are disgusting. No. No, no. I... This isn't real. This is real. This You're... is real. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Oh my god, you psychopath. Okay, keep going. So it's an illustration which shows a woman copulating with tentacled sea creatures. And I want to say that this was viewed as consensual during the period. It was during the Edo period in Japan. And it was like basically a depiction of actually a folklore figure. Like it was a female diver that was uh, kind of running away from the dragon king. And so these, these things were his like sea minions. I'd say this is a monster fantasy. It's not bestiality. You're right. Mm-hmm. But, but because there's like an element though of the fantastical, of the mythical, it's not fucking a cat. Exactly. And that's uh, the point I was going to make. So uh, the line where I would draw it is if you only get off to it in conjunction with the creature being at least a little otherworldly. That's literally what I put in my script. Oh, really connected. Yeah. Two yeah, peas in a pod. I love that. <laughs> About monster fucking. <laughs> I would like to try to reach to you in your in your world. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to relate to you because we're friends and I care about our friendship. Mm-hmm. Do you remember <laughs> the recent scandal about Shane Dawson? Oh my god. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Like that he like ate his cats? No. Or it's, that she... It's that he fucked his cat. He fucked his cat. It's the... the yeah. Oh, okay. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, like you said, you're not going to fuck a cat. You're not going to fuck a regular sheep, right? But if it was, you know, that talking sheep from Babe, the motion picture. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. I would fuck them. Of course I would. (laughs) Not a monster. Mm, But Europeans. Want to fuck sheep? No. Just weird. Okay. Yeah. They ate mummies. Do you remember that? Yeah. Can you? Yeah. This is completely uninformed. This is basically <laughs> just like things that I've picked up 
like on the wind, I guess. But I heard that they <laughs> like were Pocahontas. <laughs> um, so the Europeans, disturbingly recently, mm-hmm. would find mummies and then they'd grind them up and eat them in like tea and stuff. As far as I understood, I don't really remember the reason other than it was just considered to be really like fancy and de- decadent or. Either that or, like, something mystical, like, oh, it's going to make you young forever. I don't Mm. remember. Mm. I don't know if you do. I have health benefits put down. Oh, why? Highly suspect did not do any research on that. (laughs) (laughs) We're all guessing here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They could have eaten it uh, because they thought it was, like, Viagra. I I don't know. Oh, No. Now that you're saying it, though, I do feel like that was one of the reasons. (laughs) Yeah, humans imbibe anything if it means that they can have better sex. God, that's so lame. It's why college kids take Molly. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. God, just, just, it's not that hard, guys. Just eat a pussy, man. (laughs) Like, it's not hard. Eat a pussy, man. Yeah, but they, they did eat mummies. I'm not gonna judge too hard, though, because I am a card-carrying member of a nation where a member of parliament publicly declared that drinking cow piss cured her breast cancer. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I, I want to say something about that. I have nothing to say about that. Who are we to say <laughs> that, she that was it wrong? didn't work? <laughs> well, according to many sources, she never had it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really judge them too hard for wanting to eat mummies. However, can you guess what I'm going to judge them on? No. The fact that they wanted to fuck them. They wanted to fuck the mummies? Yeah! They wanted to fuck the mummies. Okay. Yeah. See, you're not allowed. You should not. Don't fantasize about it. But I will say that there should be an exception made for the mummy from the... Ah! I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. And I was thinking about it, and I was fantasizing about it, and he is very good-looking mummy, yeah. so... The mummy, we're talking about the mummy from the Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss movie, mm-hmm. who really carries off his bald head. He yeah. just brings a new meaning to looking like a snack. <laughs> yeah, 19th century Brits... They have committed worse crimes. But why do I still hate them the most for wanting to fuck mummies? Now, I want to be clear on this. Did they actually physically fuck the mummies? Or did they (laughs) want to? I'm very confused. I don't know how that would have held up. I think it was less a literal desire to fuck a mummy that was present in their home. And instead this... Of like eroticization, mm. uh, erotification, eroticization. Mm, clitter washing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was this clitter washing of mummies in literature. Mm, okay. Specifically, they basically decided, you know what? It's not enough for us to come into your country, pillage your people and your land. Amen. No, we're gonna commit the gravest sin. Writing romance novels. (laughs) (laughs) So, in scholarship today, there is this idea that this desire was actually a natural extension of colonial possessiveness. Okay. Right? Right. So, I have a quote that says, Objects begin to behave as sex objects Mm -hmm. in these novels. Mm. Uh, As an advertisement... No. How do you guys say it? Advertisement. So the mummies weren't treated as former humans worthy of respect and dignity so much as they were collector's items, which is ironic because, you know, they wanted to fuck them. 
So yeah. you, you would think, oh, maybe think of them as human, but no, it was the opposite. And this is actually the thing that shocked me the most. It wasn't just like random, it wasn't like penny novels or whatever yeah, those were called. Yeah, got it, yeah. Famous authors wrote Victorian mummy wank fantasies. Oh, are, really? Yeah, okay. Who are the famous <laughs> authors? Moses himself. <laughs> um, if kidding. you tell me J.R.R. Tolkien wrote about fucking mummies, <laughs> I will. No, because he didn't exist in the 19th century. <laughs> I don't know. I'm tired, okay? I don't know which centuries are the centuries. You're gonna have to be more clear. You um, have to, like, I'm in seventh grade. So it was 1700s. 1800s. I actually can't because I don't know how they correspond to each other. Because I know there's, like, a mismatch between, like, how yeah. you say them. Yeah, so if you're saying the 19th century, you're talking about the 1800s. Okay, yeah. See, I did not know that. (laughs) So these famous authors included Arthur Conan Doyle. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The guy who wrote Sherlock. Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Right. What the fuck? Arthur Conan Doyle and Bram Stoker. I believe that. Yeah. Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. He had a thing for monsters. (laughs) But this was a significant trend, and these stories mainly involved a mummy being reanimated as a hot girl, or astral projecting into a hot girl, or even being reincarnated as a... Oh, as a hot girl. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) No, I'm just realizing that this is totally... At first, I didn't believe you. Yeah. But this is a trope. And I really can't, like, think of one off the top of my head. But this Mm -hmm. is a trope that rings familiar. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. And it's disgusting now that you (laughs) have framed it for me. (laughs) So it was a trend. That's basically all I have to say about these mummies. It's just really fascinating that Victorian authors and people were into lurid tales, right? Because mm-hmm. when you think Victorian, what do you think? Well, first of all, an aversion to sex in general, <laughs> right? But maybe, and I think this is also true of modern monster fucking tales, is that making sex like more mythical and fantastical is a way to circumvent mm-hmm. the moral taboos that we have in, uh, about sex mm-hmm. in general, I think. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, like, they're a little bit more lurid, but, like, it's also... I feel like it's, like, a different... Maybe a different dimension. Like, I sort of feel like, uh, like, Twilight, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes, we all acknowledge extremely horny series. <laughs> very horny. Everyone who liked it was mm-hmm. super horny. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't seen as this pornographic thing it was okay for teenage girls who are usually it's like okay suppress your sexuality suppress your sexuality now it was almost sort of okay because it was maybe a little bit more like artful like a little Mm -hmm. bit more respectable than just saying i want to fuck people i want to fuck humans i want to fuck men Mm -hmm. like it wasn't i feel like it's a way to smooth that over Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like in in this context the victorian context maybe it could be oh i can't fuck an oriental woman <laughs> right very but, true but they're still intriguing they're still novel yeah so this is a way to circumvent yeah so like to, to get around that and to mm-hmm. like and to simultaneously like eroticize and uh exotify mm-hmm. them even further but like not without granting them that full like autonomy yeah exactly because they're still your possession a lot of this stuff comes up in the literature so Mm. we're not (laughs) breaking new ground but it is very interesting to think about because it's not just okay 
it's about being horny. What what does it also say about our entire view of people yes. from a different culture? Absolutely. Right? Yeah. What about that whole part? Do you think the mummy thing held up? Oh, I'm going to be honest. I, I believe you. I believe all of what you said. <laughs> I don't know about the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle whatever thing. <laughs> I have questions about it. I don't remember, like, Sherlock Holmes and the mystery of the super hot sexy mummy. Like, no, it I don't remember <laughs> that. But I will still, I don't think the lie has happened yet. I don't. You know what? Speaking of Sherlock Holmes, I just love that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle hated Sherlock Holmes by the end of it. Yeah, that's a true artist right there. <laughs> that's a true. I, I already hate what we're doing, and that's how we know we've struck some gold. Exactly. It's just like making a family, like we said in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you start to hate him more and more. You hate him. So that's my whole bit about mummies. There's more, but I don't care. I want to talk about zombies next. Mm. Also another undead monster. Yeah, warm bodies. Did mm. you ever see that movie? Oh my god, I j literally I had that in my notes. Woo! Nice, <laughs> we're the same person right now. Okay. Yeah, because off the top of my head, I can only really think about warm bodies and this like show, it's a British TV show, In the Flesh is its name, mm -hmm. which featured a gay zombie main character <laughs> and it was very interesting it basically treated being a zombie kind of like as a parallel to having HIV which okay but it's interesting that you say about zombies and what they're supposed to represent because I think this is the first time that I've heard about zombies being meant to represent something in a sexual context I took a film studies in like my first year of university <laughs> and what we learned the point zombies like what they were meant to represent mm -hmm. is is mass society mm. and like this sort of infectious one way of being because like you mm -hmm. see like a couple of individuals mm -hmm. who are different for some reason and then all of these zombies are just this encroaching mass horde mm. of brainless so like mm -hmm. it, zombies overall super negative thing yeah but yeah warm bodies yes fuckable zombie also mm -hmm. have you seen santa clarita diet yes uh Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Mm -hmm. And her whole thing was that she was some sort of Serbian zombie type thing, mm -hmm. but she was incredibly horny. Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Like, she was super sexual, like, her and her husband's sex life after she became mm -hmm. a zombie. Spoiler alert, sort of. <laughs> um, she, they be, just became, like, invigorated. Mm -hmm. So, I'm, okay. I'm interested to hear what you say next. I have not watched Santa Clarita Diet, neither did I remember it when I was talking about zombies, but you're 100% right that zombies are not sexualized ever. Just mm -hmm. the fact that we can together come up with maybe three, and we're both pretty good with our pop culture. Right. Right? Yeah. Is testament to the fact that we do see zombies as, like, I think the most monstrous of contemporary monsters. Yeah, yeah. even though they are humanoid. Yeah. They're, they're pretty gross. They're like, cannibalizing yeah. figures, and uh, we're yeah, yeah. repulsed by them mm -hmm. more than any other monster in fiction, yes. I think. Yeah, good point. Right? And I think it does relate to that, that there's this anxiety of, like, this infectious mass mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of uh, people that we will never want to fuck, right? Because a lot of the things is, like, these monsters represent what we would consider worrying, yeah. Right? Like, as a threat to society, quote-unquote. Yeah. And in a certain light, they could be eroticized. But mm. I think it's hard to eroticize mass, maybe gangbangs. <laughs> Zombies are just this eloquent metaphor for the gangbang, the art, really, of the gangbang. 
Yes, but yeah, I just wanted to do a little side note on zombies. And then I want to move on to vampires. What do you think about vampires? As a monster, really boring. <laughs> Why? I mean, just maybe the fact that like, if you're gonna fuck a monster, this is like your vanilla mo like, most monster because they mm -hmm. look exactly like humans. Mm -hmm. Like maybe if there's some vampire lore where they got like fucked up dick or something like that. <laughs> Like, just a really fucked up dick. Then I would maybe consider... But, like, like Twilight. I mean, we talked about Twilight this whole time. Like, it's just a human. Hmm. Nothing really quite monstrous about it, other than, like, internal factors. Mm -hmm. It's, like, fine, you know? Hmm. But Fair there's enough. no, like, external <laughs> obstacle. There's no, like, revulsion. It's just like a... <laughs> it's just like a hot dude, and he's got some issues. Yeah. You know? Issues being he's 400 years old. Yeah, well, that's not really a problem for me. You know, Peter? You met my husband, Peter. Okay, go on. Yeah, what would you say your favorite vampire movie is, incidentally? Probably Interview with the Vampire. Oh my Those God. are some hot vampires. Oh, those are good vampires. The Anne Rice novels. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Brad Pitt. We're going back. Oh, we're going back. Brad Pitt. <laughs> and uh was it Tom Cruise? Yeah. Yeah. Those were some hot but also they were more fucked up than your Twilight vampires because Lestat mm. who who was like I guess Tom Cruise is like he was he was actually fucked up. Like he mm. he was like a psychopath mm. and that brought a level to him as a monster mm -hmm. which is missing from Twilight because mm. they are the most boring. Like the Volturi <laughs> are just like, they're no more menacing than, like, the managing staff at an Abercrombie and Fitch. Like... Oh, my God. Absolutely brutal takedown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should play that sound of, like, where it's like... Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You know what's so funny? I remember reading a little bit about how Anne Rice really solidified the homosexual nature of vampires in popular yeah. culture. <laughs> yeah, because there was some real tensions between mm -hmm. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise in that movie. In the book, I think it's explicit. It's explicit, yeah. In the movie, it's less so. But also, it's worth saying Brad Pitt kisses Kirsten Dunst on the mouth, and she's 10. <laughs> what? Have you not seen the movie? Nope. No, that's... She, he kisses her on the mouth, and she's 10. That's... Okay. A lot of, like, older Hollywood movies are so pedophilic. I... Yeah. I think that's very kind of central to the vampire myth, mm. right? Because yeah. I... Even Twilight... Here's my issue with Twilight. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead on you, but listen. Mm -hmm. They are vampires that are all, like, whatever, hundreds of years old, yeah. right? Why would their choice of an alibi, like a human alibi, be to live in a high school? <laughs> Why would they all decide, we're gonna be 17 years old? Why couldn't they say, hey, let's pretend to be 23 years old forever? <laughs> And maybe have normal sexual relationships mm. with 23-year-old people instead of 16-year-old Bella. Yeah. Does oh, that yeah. make sense to anybody? That's, it makes more sense for them to go to university because it's more transitory and bigger class sizes. Bigger class sizes. No one also gives a shit if you show up. Why would they choose the most surveilled time <laughs> of a person's life? And yeah, so I think there is a, a certain, I want to say pedophile aspect, but mm. also this assumption about teenage girls that I think is on the whole wrong and mm. that the assumption is that teenage girls are attracted to older men mm -hmm. rather than older men being attracted to young girls. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah, and I think that's a that's a wrong assumption. Mm-hmm. Like I think that the line of attraction goes the other way, but mm-hmm. people like to say, "Oh no, but teenage girls, oh they love older men." Mm-hmm. I think that we're made to think that way, but it's mm-hmm. not really true. I think most teenage girls think that they're gross, which yeah. is rightfully so. Think about how many girls are in love with Timothy Chalamet, <sighs> who looks twelve. Yes. Right. Yeah, that's the ideal mm-hmm. man. Yeah. For a young girl. Exactly. It's not fucking Woody Allen, and it's not fucking <laughs> Colin Firth. I mean, mm. okay. Actually. <laughs> it kind of is Colin Firth. Please, please, I interrupted you again. No, but I agree, and I'm thinking just in, like, terms of real-world narratives, think about how we frame the story of Anne Boleyn and King Henry. Yeah, like, we the... make it seem like she pursued him, and that she was the sexual, like, deviant woman, mm-hmm. whatever, but probably it was him. It was definitely him. Like, he's a king, ugly as fuck, comes into your house, says, I'm gonna marry you. You're yeah. not gonna be like, oh, yippee! Yeah, exactly. She's You're probably be like, fucking a gardener. Well, she's fucking her brother. Oh! Theory. Love that. Love it. Good for her. Continue. Back to vampires. Uh, so, Bram Stoker's Dracula, I, I think, is, like, good. Yeah, good one. hugely influential. I think it really popularized our tendency to imbue vampires with this sort of frightening but desirable mm, sexuality. Yep, yep, yep. But what's a really interesting sexy but evil vampire story is Cremilla, which was a novella written 26 years before Dracula was. Whoa, mm-hmm. I don't know about this. It's really famous. It's a web series now on YouTube. Oh. Uh, I mean, I knew about the web series. I didn't know about the novel. Mm-hmm. And it's about an evil lesbian vampire who is suitably maligned in the text, you know, to soothe the reader's minds and morals. And this sexy vampire is killed in the end. But yeah, it's pretty obvious that Carmilla, the vampire, wants to bite the main character in more ways than one. Which Mm. is very interesting to read because it was, like, written in the 19th century. Interesting. Well, I guess that was... I mean, you 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 nailed it right there. Like she ultimately meets her demise, which is how literary lesbians are treated all the time. True. So I think again, it's probably a a thing that they did to try and circumvent that homosexual taboo mm. by like here's a here's a character, and and this is kind of you know this is for the lesbians, obviously secret lesbians. It was who written are by a man. This. Oh. It was written by a man. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's not what I wanted. I wanted it to be written by a more goth Jane Austen. Oh, maybe. God. Lesbian vampires were an actual trope in huh. 20th century film and literature. It, like, <laughs> these, this trope mainly exploits uh, the mind control powers bit that was popularly associated with vampires for a long time. Uh, like their hypnotism, uh, yeah, their okay. ability to hypnotize okay. their victims and put them under their thrall. And so it shows these lesbian vampires seducing innocent straight girls. Mm, like what? I don't even know any of these movies. I don't know the movies either. <laughs> Are they on Netflix? I don't think so. They're like early 20th century, oh, I would say. Oh, neat. Mm-hmm. And it's, I was thinking as I was reading it, it's kind of like a fantastical rape fantasy. Ha. Huh. Right? I would agree. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, the leading theory is, like, rape fantasies exist in societies where women feel like they can't be sexual. 
Right. And, and so it needs to be this thing that's coarse or forced. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And that has sort of developed into a kink out mm-hmm. of this really kind of real thing. <laughs> well, but it kind of is a real thing because yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, and this is very brutal. I hate that I'm doing this, but here's a me- like a, mm. a metaphor for it. Like, you know, when someone offers you a snack mm. and it's believed to be polite for you to say like, oh no, no, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. I don't want, I don't want, I'm not hungry. No, no mm. way. Oh, okay. Maybe I don't know. Mm. You know, I think that's like the rape fantasy where it's yeah. like, you're, it's polite. It's ladylike to not want it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think that kink has developed. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. And so, yeah, I think that this is a way for girls to fantasize about homosexual encounters without feeling very guilty. Cool. Very cool. Even if it wasn't designed to do that. Yeah. So... I don't think the guy who wrote Carmilla wrote it for girls to get off on it. (laughs) Not all heroes wear capes, though. He really did that for us. An ally! (laughs) (laughs) So, I watched this Sex Explained series on Mm, Netflix. Okay. And their first episode was on sexual fantasies. But basically it boiled fantasies down to three categories. Group sex, novelty, and control. Oh, okay. So, zombies, obviously. Group sex, obviously. <laughs> but I think... And a novelty, really. <laughs> also the <a> novelty. <laughs> but I think the monster fucking thing obviously, like, falls into the novel and control categories. Mm-hmm, definitely. And there's a genre specific to this called erotic horror, which also, like, overlaps with monster erotica. These are all technical terms (laughs) and uh, there's a quote that I kind of think really summarizes this this is by Jessica Mason okay and she says quote I think erotic horror is heavily interested in power the sexual nature of monsters goes back so far Dracula and those early vampire stories were all about sex and this is the most important part of the quote she says the monster isn't really subsuming the will of their lover by seduction they are actually defying society by allowing her to be sexual at all. Hmm. Which I thought was a pretty interesting take. Yeah, so it fits into us talking about how it's kind of like a rape fantasy. Yeah, definitely. But it is... Quote again. I just want to read it again. You can keep talking. Oh, yeah. It is still transgressive. I don't love the fact that it utilizes a rape fantasy. Yeah. But, but it, yeah, but I, I think it's something that is a trend in our literature and we have to sort of make sense of it because yeah. what we know is that women don't actually want to be raped. Yeah. So why are rape fantasies and why are some of these monster erotica, whatever, horror erotica, yeah. a lot of it's written by women. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Like, it's sort of just getting to the root of why that is without implying that women actually want to be Mom. raped, which is not obviously fucking true. (laughs) Then it wouldn't be rape. Exactly. (laughs) I do think that some monster fucking is because of our obsession with power, but some of it is just liking new weird shit and coming to it kind of ingrains it in your brain. So you kind of like continue to like it, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's interesting. Like I said before, it's novel and control. Yeah. Yeah. Fits. I also completely forgot about werewolves. You, like, you didn't remember to talk about no, werewolves? No, but, like, as I was doing the research... Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, werewolves exist. Yeah, werewolves is 
I mean, werewolves is sort of like I was saying about vampires, like kind of easy because <laughs> they are the majority of the time just a hot human being mm. and then just a really mean dog for like a day. <laughs> and they get really muscular. Like why? Yeah, they get why? ripped. Well, it's like, now are you going to talk about furries? No, I'm going to You talk- didn't plan to talk about furries? Because furries aren't, I would say they're just boring. Like there's nothing... Like, I'm so bored by furries. I want to look at them and be disgusted, but I can't because people are like, well, actually, furries aren't that bad. And honestly, maybe. Maybe. And I also think furries are more a bestiality thing than a fantasy fucking thing. Yeah, maybe a bestiality thing. But if you notice, like, it's not like... It's not monster fucking. I would would argue differently. Let's have a debate. Three minutes to prepare. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, furry art, have you ever seen it? <laughs> furry art, it they're not fucking just, like, a dog. They're fucking, like, Crash Bandicoot. Like, it's mm. a dog, human, he's wearing pants. Okay, you know, but he's, he's wearing not a... sneakers. Okay. It's like Tony the Tiger, he's got a bandana. He's a human, okay. he's standing upright. That is, uh, it's a chimera. No, it's anthropomorphic. <laughs> anthropomorphic. Pomorphic? Abedegadja. <laughs> Animals. I don't know. I don't want to call them monster fuckers. It makes them too cool. Yeah, we don't have to. I'm not saying we should We should give them more credit. I'm just <laughs> saying it, it's not super different from wanting to fuck Cthulhu. I'm... Or Davy Jones of the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Fair, fair. <sighs> Unfortunate, uh, but fair. <laughs> I wish I didn't have to take that into consideration. Truly, I do, because I try to minimize as much as I can the amount of time I spend on thinking about furries and talking about furries. Fair enough. They get way too much press. No. We all want to fuck Crash Vice? Bandicoot. Get also, over yourself. no. Wrong. <laughs> Absolutely not. Is that because the- he's male-identifying? or? <laughs> Funniest thing you've ever said. Is that because he's male-identifying? <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. Um, werewolves. Yes, werewolves. I wanted to talk about this thing that's really popular in fanfic and self-published erotica about werewolves, which is nodding. Oh, what? Do you know what nodding is? No. Nodding? Okay. Is it like K-N-O-T-T? Yes. Ha- what? What is it? Okay, so it's basically dogs and I think other canines do this. Uh, it, it's like a bulbous thing around their penis, like at the end of their shaft. Oh, and after they God. mate, it sort of enlarges a little bit and ties them to the female. Right? Okay, so that's why, like, they can't move. So it, like, ensures uh, impregnation, as you will. Right? So that's really popular. <laughs> <laughs> that's huge. Huge. Uh... Huge. I'm unable to speak. They're human in every other way, except for that bulb at their end. At the end stop of their saying shaft. bulb. Don't say shaft. <laughs> Don't do this to me. Oh my god. Huge every day cake. that I know you is a worse and worse day. <laughs> How dare you bring that into my life? And, and, okay, Wait. this is so funny, but like the nodding usually happens in not, like, straight fiction. It's tied to gay werewolf porn, particularly. So, like, in this in this alternative universe imagining, the the 
boy who's being fucked is also capable of pregnancy, even though he doesn't have any female... Oh, okay, like Mpreg. Yeah! Yeah! I know what Mpreg is, but I don't know why you know this. Why I, do you know this? I read a lot of fanfic. Unironically. Uh, Unironically, and unfortunately, I was very big on Tumblr. But I have used Tumblr, and I still use Tumblr, and I never received this information. Who are you following? Let's just say I was a very curious 13-year-old. <laughs> but yeah, and even in the article that I read, they talked about nodding and how oh, big it was. My head is spinning. Took me back. Wait, are you lying? Are you lying? Are <laughs> Renee. I need to lie down. Renee. I'm going to throw up. I wish I was lying. <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely, this is the part where I came to it and I was like, I kind of don't want to put it in there, you know? Because I have to imagine the bulb and the shaft. <laughs> Stop it. I have never been so glad that I cannot imagine things in my head. Like, I, Oh, you don't have the the mind? I mean, no. I don't either. Uh, yeah. So we're both special. We're <laughs> special. I, I don't know how rare that is. I think that that's all a conspiracy. It's not real. <laughs> I don't think anyone can see images in their head. Yes, they can, no, Renee. No, they can't. We can't. How do you know? Because I asked my friends if they can, and they said yes. <laughs> well. Uh, so, werewolves. I think, and a lot of people agree with me, that they represent our desire for this, like, primal... Um, ferocious partner. Uh, and I really think, like, comparing them to what vampires represent is interesting. And, and Twilight does this really well. Like, you notice the vampires mostly white, first of all. Yes, I was going to talk about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. go on. And the werewolves are, quote-unquote, natural, a.k.a. Native American. Native American. <laughs> so this is something... I mean, now that I want to tie in, you know, Twilight, but also Disney, Mm -hmm. um, that's been brought to my attention in, like, a really more clear way. Mm -hmm. But, like, people of color on screen in children's movies and whatever in Twilight, Mm -hmm. there is an overwhelming trend of them transforming or or simply just being non-human people. Like, Princess and the Frog Mm -hmm. is the big one, right? But also, sure, Jacob from Twilight, he's a Native American... And he's compared to an animal, like like this really like, yeah, it's it's um, nativism, really, mm-hmm. right? Oh, brother bear, mm. he's a Native American, mm-hmm. turns into a bear. Mm-hmm. Great movie though. <laughs> Good movie. Great movie. The yeah. Soundtrack. Ooh. <laughs> so I definitely see the connection there, and then so that really speaks to like vampires are like ooh elegant. Mm-hmm. They're elegant. They're like high class. They're, yeah. you know, but werewolves are like more base. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. They're monstrous. They're more monstrous, mm-hmm. yeah, than vampires are for yeah. sure. I would say it's like when you think about evil, there's two kinds of evil, right? So there's the evil that's buttoned up. Mm. Uh, I would say, like, think about how we think about Prince John. Yeah, uh... English myth. Yeah. Like, you know, not myth, history. (laughs) (laughs) He was real just because Disney made our... (laughs) And he was an animal. Yeah. He was a lion. Was he a person of color? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I was thinking about Robin today? Because when you talked to me, when you said that your topic was monster fucking, I was... 
hoping that it wouldn't come to this, but like me not having to admit that I wanted to fuck the fox. And yeah, yeah. We okay. We all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to fuck Maiden Marion. Yeah, she yeah. was hot. She was. No, they were both. Dude, really attractive couple. animated creatures don't count because why what, don't they count? Okay, when why I was bestiality. No, even like just thinking about humans, I had a huge crush on Moses from the Prince of Egypt. Huge. That's fine, though, because he looks like a human. That's but not that's, transgressive. But that's what I... Yeah, it is. I'd never fuck a man in real life. <laughs> is it, you know? It's like... I forgot about that. <laughs> oh! And that's what we call heteronormativity, kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go back. We have all of this werewolf kinks, and I think it's just a way... You know what it reminds me of? You remember the Mills and Boone novels that were out, like, my mom's age, right? And they were, like, all these, like, little uh, romance novels that were kind of, like, pumped out. And they had those, like, um... Like Harlequin novels? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And they had, what, bodice rippers. That's what they were Ah, called. Ah, yeah. And it's, like, the man was always this, like, pirate or a Scotsman, which... (laughs) (laughs) Teratophilia. Attraction to (laughs) monsters, deformed people, Are we calling Scottish people (laughs) deformed? Are we calling Scottish people deformed? Ah. Have you met a Scotsman? (laughs) Erotic horror or monster erotica, whatever you want to call it, it's, like, prime for a sexual obsession, right? But <laughs> this is actually the funniest sentence. I'm so excited. Which is, it's a direct quote from Wikipedia. Bigfoot is a popular subject of monster erotica. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, the size of his shoe. You know what that means. And it, Am it, I right? It was so funny because it wasn't even like a sentence by itself. <laughs> there was no citation? Just the yeah, person who wrote There's no citation. It was just the caption of a picture. It's <laughs> like a picture of Bigfoot and underneath it said Bigfoot. It's like, cite your sources. Is he? Is he? Is he? <laughs> I've never personally, like, like all of this could be not real because I've never personally ever accessed any monster erotica in my life, unless you count anime, which I feel like you might. Yeah. And it's so funny that I didn't touch on anime or manga, but there's a lot of monster fucking in anime and manga. Well, even, so the, the anime girl with the cat ears or the, or the mm. dog ears or the tail, whatever, mm. like, that is such a huge... Um, part, and, and I, I don't know, maybe if you'll have some insight on this because you did the research, but, mm. like, what the fuck is it with Japanese culture mm. and monster fucking? Mm. No idea. No idea. <laughs> I, I wish I had a clever response, but even the tentacle porn thing. Yeah. There was no information as to, like... Just like, there's no why. Yeah, in is. the Wikipedia article, maybe if I'd done some digging on JSTOR, but I... <laughs> Didn't want that on my conscience. Or in your internet history. <laughs> because it's not that's not good karma for you. Oh that's not God. a good algorithm you're about to have. Carissa. I had to Google nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I oh fucked. my God. Your algorithm's like, well, okay. This Do is what know? we're doing now. Do you know that they sell dildos you... shaped like dog penises and dragon penises? 
What do we know what a dragon penis is like? No idea. Whatever we want it to be, I guess. It was very curvy, kind of like a poop emoji. <laughs> Ew! But it's like, yeah. Ooh. So, it's like so, a soft serve? Yeah, yeah. This is really weird. But yeah, next time someone says, oh, you're not a lesbian if you fuck a strap on. <laughs> Just be like, um, fuck you. This is not any strap on. It's a fucking dragon. Oh. <laughs> fucking dragon. Lesbians do want to fuck dragons. Let's not pretend that mm, they do not. I agree. The Shrek dragon. Mm, mm. She was That's sexy. <laughs> a brick a house. Brick. You don't know that? <laughs> built like She's a brick a house? brick house. This is a rap? Is this a rap? Yeah. No, it's not a rap. We're it, just... <laughs> um, Denver Riggleman, an American congressman... <laughs> of course he is. Go on. ...was accused of being a, quote, devotee of Bigfoot erotica, end quote. What?! I know you didn't make this up. I fully believe this. Which he denied. <laughs> oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I think this was as he was running for uh, his seat. Is he a Republican? Yeah. No, he's a Democrat. Oh. And I think his opponent <laughs> accused him. I can just imagine like him going, don't vote for him. He's a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. <laughs> uh, Americans. Yeah, there's a lot of monsters we can talk about currently, contemporary monsters. I think we talked about this a little bit. Shape of Water won Oscars, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's about monster love. I don't want to say fucking. I think it cheapens it. I think it was monster, like, connection. <laughs> like, it was intimacy. Um, again, I've never seen this movie and again, mm -hmm. because of the very real feeling I have that I'm going to want to fuck the monster. <laughs> and I don't want to have to deal with that. And Peter, mm. my husband Peter, mm. every time I say, oh, you know, Shape of Water's on Netflix, we should watch it. Because mm. because it won Oscars, babe. He's always like, oh, why do you want to watch that? It's just pornographic. And I'm like, oh. Like it's uh like like it's art though, right? Like maybe we should just watch like five minutes of it. Do you want to just see like five minutes? <laughs> Is this like the build up to you convincing him to buy the <laughs> the, <laughs> the dog penis? No the dragon penis? The costume. <laughs> oh, is there a costume? I'm sure there is. <laughs> oh, that would be yeah. that would really give Why do you think it won so many Oscars? Well, so the director What does it say about us? society. <laughs> <laughs> the director is just really good, first of all. Um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, I mean, he's awesome. I mean, Pan's Labyrinth. Talk about horror erotica. I never watched that movie. Really? Yeah, I did hear that it was... Uh... Okay, so for the longest time, I got that movie mixed up with The Labyrinth with uh, David Bowie. <laughs> Talk about horror erotica. I'm going to keep saying it Wait, over and over. He's the Goblin King. Is he a monster? Doesn't Is he a goblin? I've never seen Labyrinth. Oh, neither have I. I watched a YouTube video essay on it. Okay. But, cont yeah, contemporary monsters that we want to yeah. fuck. What does that say, that we want to fuck a Okay, so I did... I haven't watched the movie either, which is such shoddy research on my part. Sorry. But um, I read the Wikipedia article, and it says it basically... Spoiler, spoiler alert. It ends with him giving her gills so that she can breathe underwater with him, and they live happily ever after. 
So basically, it's also a transformation from her for her. Yeah, she becomes quote unquote a monster. Well, so I will say this about the shape of water.、Uh, Like if we're putting it into some sort of social context, there, in the she is a deaf woman, right?、Mm. The movie mute, mute. Oh, sorry, I thought she was deaf too. Cause okay, whatever. She's a mute woman. Like she's not able to speak. So I think that this is tapping into another part of monster lore and monster erotica, and、mm. which is that it is.、Um, I I don't want to say escapism,、mm-hmm. but it is.、Uh, You know, people with disabilities or people, homosexuals, people whose society has said you're a monster.、Mm-hmm. I think that monster erotica is a way of, first of all, like directly pointing at that,、mm-hmm. at saying, you know, oh, if you're deformed, if you're different, you're a monster. You're an aberration.、Mm-hmm. I think monster erotica is a way of directly pointing at that. Playing with that,、mm. and so for the woman in the movie to be disabled in some sort of way, to、mm-hmm. be different, to be isolated,、mm-hmm. I think that that might be part of it. Maybe、mm. part of the narrative, like the storytelling there,、mm-hmm. which is maybe complete bullshit because I've never seen it. But no, but I is, agree with、yeah. you from just reading about it. I think you're right, and I like I can think of the top of my head like. There's a lot of narratives where the, a disabled person like transforms into something otherworldly.、Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's a possibility. I'll watch the movie in secret, of course.、Uh, I'll keep it a secret for my husband, but <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. But yeah, I agree that especially if it's a person who is careful with how they're dealing with the subject matter, it can be instead of just a vilification that's kind of. Broad and saying, yeah, this person is a monster stand-in. No, instead we can decide. Okay, what what is being a monster? It's like thinking about Frankenstein, which I think is also、mm. another great. And that is a metaphor for what I was saying for、mm-hmm. that isolation, for the being different, being considered monstrous by society, but not really being that、mm-hmm. way. Yeah, Frankenstein. I'm surprised. Yeah, you haven't talked about because. Like there's a lot of stuff in Frankenstein where Frankenstein's monster wants a wife. He's like, why does everyone else have a wife? Right. He doesn't have one, but there isn't so much as like she doesn't sexualize him. Not really. No. No. So it was hard to place him within the context of this take on monsters. Is there a market for Frankenstein erotica? Is the real question. <laughs> you know what? The real question is not Frankenstein. But is there、uh, monsters ink porn? <laughs> With no prior knowledge, I will say a hundred percent there is. Like someone There's gotta be <laughs> using Mike Wazowski as a butt plug. That basically concludes the stuff that I thought was important enough to talk about. There's a lot more、um, by a lot of great authors. Honestly, I feel like you know what we should do. We should do a reading list because I I read a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. By really good academics,、yeah. um, in the pursuit of this shitty, shitty verbal essay, and <laughs> it's, I think, very interesting. It'd be nice to give credit to some of the sources that we do steal、yeah. from.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the like the legality is of us doing our own <laughs> research and then sort of recording it as if it's our own. I think a lot of podcasts do that. I don't think it's. Too bad. Yeah, maybe not.、Mm. Uh, I guess we'll find out if there is ever a single listener、yeah. on this podcast. If we、um, get sued, that's when we're gonna、mm. know. 
you know what? Instead of doing the right thing and giving credit to our sources right now and the authors that we've read and the <laughs> books and the journal articles, let's instead just exchange a list of monsters we wanted to fuck. How about mm-hmm. that? Let's mm-hmm. do that instead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start. Mm-hmm. I wanted to fuck Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> I don't know if he counts. I think he definitely counts. In my heart, he counts. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, a satyr, right? Yes. Yeah, true. Well, he's like, he's a creature. He's a, yeah. he's a creature. Mm-hmm. He's a monster, yeah. technically. If the god Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So if you want to fuck the god Pan and that's. And I definitely do. <laughs> you told me a lot about his penis in episode one, and I'm pretty intrigued, I won't lie. That's a good monster. Okay. Monster, have you wanted to fuck a uh, monster? Honestly, no. You asshole. You let me start this, and you don't even have one in mind? <laughs> I have Medusa, but like I said, I don't consider right. her a monster. I consider her my god. So maybe, I would say, like, the closest to it was like when I was reading excerpts of Carmilla, I was slightly turned on. <laughs> was he a, a good pornographic writer? No. This 18th century? No. He basically just was like, oh, they brushed hands. <laughs> but that's hot. That's some Victorian hot shit right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have like occasionally wanted to fuck the head of the IMF. Does that count? <laughs> the International Monetary. <laughs> I'm like not, I'm not intelligent enough for this joke. <laughs> uh, the IMF. What's the IMF? Of us were. I don't think either of us were big monster fuckers. No. No. Unfortunate. No. We would have such an interesting story to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I think you really kind of sprang this on me. Like, what would you do if you had just sort of said, "Hey, our topic is monster fucking," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's great," because. <laughs> I am a devotee of Bigfoot erotica. (laughs) I am looking at Chris's book because I've been heavily duped. I have no idea what the lie is. (laughs) Now I'm going to look through your book and I'm just going to sort of, I'm going to, I'm going to work through this. Now, I mean, I have my suspicions, but Mm -hmm. I feel like everything you said, the fact that there is a lie embedded in here makes me so frightened of you. You're (laughs) really good at this. I'm really bad at this. I'm really terrified because I think of myself as a good person for the most part. And then knowing that I am capable of such, such deceit, really. Yeah, this is is very... I'm like Edward Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just, I'm afraid of my own strength now. I don't know. Yeah, you're just gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna murder me with your vampire dick. Okay, I'll start with my first suspicion. I don't like what you said about the tentacle porn on the wooden block of Edo period Japan. (laughs) Don't believe it. Don't believe it. I still, I I don't believe that. You get three guesses and I'll give you a clue and then we'll reach our final conclusion. Okay, so that'll be my first guess Mm -hmm. because... Because this way you can look at my face... Read my reactions. Right. Okay, for my second guess, I think that the MP of your country, I don't know which country you're referring to, India? Yeah. I don't know that she did drink cow piss that cured her breast cancer. I don't know if she ever said that. Hmm. You have a lot of faith in Indian people. (laughs) (laughs) 
saying that if you were going to lie about something that I would be completely oblivious about, yeah, I think Indian politics would be one that you could very well lie about. Um, finally, for my final guess, I think that it is plausible that you made up that Democrat person <laughs> who liked Bigfoot literature, let's mm. call it. <laughs> I want my clue now, please. It does. It's none of those things. Fuck! Are yeah. you fucking serious? I will give you a better clue. It does have to do with one of the historical monsters that I talked about. I think you talked about mummies a lot, right? Yeah, fair enough. <sighs> Did they want to fuck mummies? Is that your final guess, that I lied about the mummy fucking? Hold on. I think you lied about famous English authors who wrote mummy fucking fan fiction. Final That's guess? my final guess. Wrong. No! <laughs> no! I'm never gonna get it! What is it? What was it? It was... Oh my god, I should have made it more fantastical. You honestly believe almost everything I say. God damn it! <laughs> Um, it's the rec records of the cult dedicated to the Minotaur. Oh. Completely false. My God. <laughs> it was literally the four, the very first thing you said. Yeah. And I remember thinking that I didn't believe it. But who lies on the first <laughs> word, the first word out of your mouth? You snake ass I thought you would get bitch. it because it's so out of place. Like, I just randomly put it in there and didn't refer to it again. <laughs> you're making it real easy for me, and I'm still... Because I keep thinking that you're going to make it very complex mm. and make it more difficult, but you're mm -hmm. really just laying it all out there. Yeah, you think I'm smarter than I am. <laughs> you are... I, I think that that's a great lie. Mm -hmm. I forgot about it immediately after you said it. I really didn't think very much about it. <laughs> and gave you my notes too so I know I but who <laughs> lies on the first go I didn't even look at it oh that's so funny oh I just want to say thank you that was a sick fucking topic mm -hmm. it was a sick fucking episode mm -hmm. how do you feel I feel great I'm so glad I fooled you once again okay so we're at two for me or two for you yeah one for me Ah, yeah. Because it's episode three, you started. Yeah. So, uh, so far, technically no, like, actual defeats. Nope. There's been no accurate lie guesses. Mm -mm. It's harder than you think. It really is. Um, Especially when you have stand-up comics doing this, right? Right. You have, like, one of the best poker faces I've ever seen. <laughs> like, you don't flinch. Yeah. I have to find a new career, I think, in gambling. Yeah. No. You're, you're, you bluff the fuck out of mm -hmm. me. And that's what this is about. Yeah. Because this is Double Bluff. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening. See you next time. It's over. <laughs>